This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches? I don't have to show you any stinking batches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And greetings, salutations, howdy, everybody. Glad you've made it here to the Chris Salcedo Show. A telephone number you want to weigh in. Is triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three barn burner of a show today. Big debate between me and my good buddy Ruben Navadete Jr. By the way, for those of you who are lifers to the Chris Salcedo show, when we started this whole enterprise back in twenty thirteen, getting on four years ago now, about three and a half years ago, Ruben started off the show with me. So uh, the first inaugural broadcasts of the Salcedo show actually were the Chris and Ruben show. Four of them we did as auditions for the Blaze Radio Network. So uh, whenever we get back together, it's always fiery because I am decidedly more conservative than he is. <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't call him a liberal. I just call him more middle of the road. Anyway, we're, we're talking about uh, a rather provocative piece that he wrote about, um, about uh, those who have problems with illegal immigration and immigration. Uh, that's that's coming up here on the Chris Salcedo Show, so make sure you stay tuned. Uh, catch the show live, theblaze.com slash radio, the Blaze Radio Smartphone app, iHeart Radio Smartphone app, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher for on-demand listening, and the social media outlets for the Chris Salcedo Show on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas, the free estate in the union on Facebook the Chris Salcedo Show. And lastly, going to theblaze.com. Blaze.com, click on the channels section and make sure that you follow the channel offerings there. Right now, this, this page is being used as uh, a sampling, if you will, to give folks a taste. Just in case you missed the show, you didn't catch it live, and you want you want a quick hit of this. <laughs> I make it sound like a drug. Well, it is, you know, once you start listening, it, you know, I, I folks tell me it's hard to stop. So it's a quick hit, quick fix, if you will, for the Salcedo show. Well, usually one of the hot topics of the day. And it will, um, it will get you um, maybe uh, a little more inspired to catch the rest of the two-hour program. Uh, this, this show where we do more good for the country in two hours than President Obama did his entire occupation of the Oval Office. Yesterday, uh, before we get hot and heavy into, into illegal immigration and, and what's going on with Devin Nunez, Yesterday, remember I mentioned that 
there, I, I received a, a pitch. And for those of you who are not in the the talk radio realm or in, in news for that matter, that we're, we're getting pitched all the time from folks who want to highlight their particular agenda. Or maybe they got a book coming out. Or maybe they've got uh, a special take on something. Maybe they got an article coming out. Um, so we're, we're getting these submissions all the time. And some of the guests that we book on on the program are, are folks that have a particular take, and I and I will book them if they have a, if they if they have a an angle that I that, that fascinates me or that I agree with or or some, sometimes that I disagree with because I find if I find it intellectually challenging, I'll bring I'll bring somebody on who is a liberal, if just some kind of kook that just gets out. Trump's a Nazi. Trump's a Nazi. Well, screw that. I'm not gonna waste your time or mine with that but i received a pitch yesterday from one of these pr firms and the the pitch i found it kind of funny trump says goodbye to paul and mitch and says hello to nancy and chucky now what was behind this was was the failure of the, Rep- the republicans to get anything done on health care and by the way there's some news on that that got a lot of your attention on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. A Republican has offered a, a bill, and it's one sentence, to repeal Obamacare. I'll probably get into that tomorrow, big time. Uh, because there's the, he may force a vote. He may force a vote on this and force some of these blue state Republicans to vote against a straight out repeal. Uh, This is a negotiating tactic, but he may, he may, he may pull the trigger on it. I don't know. Anyway. So in the wake of the, of the Republican failure, it was seen as the white house a couple of times had, had, well, Trump did it. And Sean Spicer, we're absolutely open to working with Democrats. My view on this was, it was a shot across the bow. Republicans to get their poop together. Number one, number two, it it seems sort of empty. Not not from Trump's perspective, but from the Democrat side. We observed yesterday that these Democrats have spent the last year and a half calling Obama Hitler. I'm sorry, Trump Hitler. Calling Trump uh, every name in the book, fascist, racist, whatever. And then how do they go back to their constituencies and tell them, oh, yeah, I worked with the president on this <laughs> or on that? You can't. They, they are so far gone, these Democrats, that uh, there's, there's no way. They can, if they are seen by their kooky base as working with Trump, they can kiss their butts goodbye, electorally speaking. Case in point, this woman, Maxine Waters. Now, l- let me... My personal opinion about Maxine Waters is that this woman is really not an intelligent person. Uh, she's dumb. <laughs> you know, uh, Vladimir Putin invaded Korea. <laughs> she didn't know um, the, major, the major engagement in Afghanistan, Aleppo. Uh, she's... She's just really dumber than a sack of rocks. So, and, and she is one of these individuals leading the charge 
in all of these in all of this outlandish critique of of Donald Trump. And here's Maxine. This is case in point. This is why I'm not worried about Trump working with these people is because this is what they sound like 24 seven. We have suffered discrimination. We have this we've suffered isolation and undermining. But we stand up for America, oftentimes when others who think they are more patriotic, who say they are more patriotic, do not. When we fight against this president and we point out how dangerous he is for this society and for this country, we're fighting for the democracy. We're fighting for America. We're saying to those who say they're patriotic, but they turned a blind eye to the destruction that he's about to, to cause this country. You're not nearly as patriotic as we are. <laughs> can you even, can you make two, two senses of what she said? Hey, what she said, I think basically she's saying you're not as patriotic. We're patriotic because we oppose Trump. It's patriotic to oppose Trump. Now, we all remember uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton and her her screed about Bush. You guys remember this. I am sick and tired of people who say that if you debate and you disagree with this administration, somehow you're not patriotic. And we should stand up and say we are Americans and we have a right to debate and disagree with any administration. Okay, so that so (laughs) it was. It was patriotic to disagree with Bush, and it's patriotic to disagree with with Trump and, and to oppose Trump. But it was not patriotic to oppose Obama. <laughs> See how that works? No, uh, Maxine Waters called people like me racist for opposing Obama. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the, the broader point of all of this is, ladies and gentlemen, is that uh, these 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 libs? You you don't have to worry about Donald Trump. And because some of you reached out to me yesterday, I, I think I I led the show with this yesterday. People worried that Donald Trump was going to start cutting deals with Democrats. They they don't have the political wiggle room to do any deals for the betterment of the country with with Donald Trump. They just don't. Again, you can't go around for a year and a half calling a guy Hitler and then say, oh, but I'm going to work with him. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. 888-933-93-888-900-3393. The show gets underway next on The Blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show. On The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Salcedo. I am 
am sick and tired of people who say that if you debate and you disagree with this administration, somehow you're not patriotic. And we should stand up and say we are Americans and we have a right to debate and disagree with any administration. (laughs) (laughs) The Hillary Clinton screech that has become iconic. And of course, uh, Howard Dean (laughs) and his his infamous uh, mental breakdown. Oh, welcome back, everybody. It's the uh, the Chris Salcedo Show here on the Blaze Radio Network. Not to be confused with loudmouth leftist Latinos out there. I am your liberty-loving Latino. I love the United States of America. Uh, Jeff Sessions yesterday came out and uh, detailed some things about the way forward for this administration as far as sanctuary cities go. And for those of you who don't live in the state in which I'm broadcasting from the great state of Texas, like, let me just talk to you guys out in California. You, all of you folks who are out there for stand for the rule of law in California. Those of you who are conservative Republicans or even Democrats who believe in the rule of law. You, you folks are screwed. Um, uh, because not only are you going to live in a state that is overrun with unlawful people. Uh, you are now soon going to be dealing with, uh, you're, you're going to be missing some money because the Trump administration is coming after those who don't, who do not. Well, let's see. I want to be very precise about this. I think what they're targeting are cities who actively oppose and try to thwart federal agents from from doing their job in enforcing federal law. It's one thing to say, okay, look, this is the federal government's responsibility. Our officers aren't going to partake in it. We're not going to go out there and do the federal government's job. It's quite another thing to pass policies that stand in the way of the federal government doing its job. And that's what places like, well, nearly the entire state of California, cities like New York, cities like Chicago, cities like Dallas, cities like uh, San Antonio, cities like Austin. They are they pledge to stand in the way. And New York just tripled down on this to stand in the way of federal officials doing their job. Now, Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, detailed how sanctuary cities are working to keep felons in the United States of America. The Department of Justice has a duty to enforce our nation's laws, including our immigration laws. Those laws require us to promptly remove aliens when they are convicted or detained of certain crimes. Well, yes. And to a degree that's being done. Of course, we brought you the story yesterday out of Hempstead, New York, Another left-leaning state that goes soft on illegals. An MS-13 street gang member had been deported from the United States not once, not twice, but four times, ladies and gentlemen. That means he was caught, he committed a felony, he was deported. And guess what? Because of uh, Bill de Blasio's political party, this deviant was allowed back into the United States. Not once, not twice, but four times. Easy. It's easy. When a reprobate like President Obama 
turns the Border Patrol into a bunch of Walmart greeters, it's easy to come back in. Now get deported, make your way back up to the border, just walk right across. You get caught by uh, ICE under resident Obama, and they let you go. So this MS-13 gang member comes back in, and this time, well, you know, he committed a felony, yes, stabbed two women, but then he committed a a satanic act. Then he committed a, 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 and by the way, he shouldn't have been allowed back in. If it were not for Democrat extremist liberal policies, he would not have been able to, to get back in the country to do what I'm about ready to tell you that he did. Had illegal immigration gone the way of the dinosaur, had Democrats stood up for the rule of law, and frankly, had Republicans stood up for the rule of law, because everybody with the sound of my voice needs to hear me and hear me correctly on this. You have been betrayed by every single member of Congress and presidents over various administrations on this issue. You have been betrayed. They have been paid off by the Chamber of Commerce and by left-wing extremist groups to continue this type of depravity, ignoring federal immigration law, which says you shall not enter the country illegally, but it continues to happen. So a MS-13 gang member gets back for his fourth go-around at victimizing Americans, stabs two women, and then sexually assaults a girl. Now, many of you are probably shaking your head, sexually assaulting a girl. Let me, let me actually send a shudder through your body. He sexually assaulted a two-year-old girl inside of the New York City suburb. This is Bill de Blasio's illegal immigrant paradise, New York City, in one of its suburbs. Two-year-old. A two-year-old. So this is by far not the first case, nor will it be the last. And I have predicted that this is going to be a massive problem as resident Obama screwed us really well in this country for the last eight years. As he kept that border wide open for the Tommy Vladim Avredo Venturas of the world to come into the United States and then to get deported and then come back in and then to get deported and then come back in and get deported and then come back in again. Multiple time deportees. So uh, these individuals are all over the country and they're victimizing U.S. citizens. Now, the liberals will say, well, we have crime in America just because they're illegal. Does it make them criminals? No, it doesn't make them criminals. Well, other than the fact that they're illegal, they, they, they violated the law. They're criminals already because they came to the country illegally, but it doesn't make them felons. No, what makes them felons is that they are bad people coming across the border. So these bad people should not be allowed to come into that southern border. Now, as we've said on this program various times, and liberals seem to think we can magically do this, it's a, it's a complete lie. 
that the Border Patrol can go, oh, you're a good illegal, you're a good illegal, you're a bad illegal, you stay out. That doesn't happen. The only foolproof way to make sure that these folks don't get back into the country as easily as this Tommy Vladim Alvaredo Ventura did is to stop illegal immigration and stop accommodating illegal immigrants in sanctuary cities. And that's what the Trump administration's set out to do. The vast majority of American people support this common sense requirement. According to one recent poll, 80% of Americans believe that cities that make arrests that arrest illegal immigrants for crime should be required to turn them over to immigration authorities. Oh, if we could get that law passed, wouldn't that be great? You get if if you are arrested for a crime in any city in America, you must turn the illegal over to ICE. You must. Oh, what what we couldn't do with a law like that. Now, the attorney general is going to go on and detail some of the stats. You're not going to believe this stuff. This stuff is going. This stuff will curl your toes. Again, it's one thing to sit there and say, "Look, our police officers are busy. You know, we can't do the feds' job." That's one thing, and there's some validity to that, to a degree. It's quite another to set up your city to to give a big middle finger to the federal government. And we'll talk about that coming up next on the Salcedo Show, right here on the Blaze. You're listening to the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. Unfortunately, some states and cities have adopted policies designed to frustrate this enforcement of immigration laws. This includes refusing to detain known felons on the federal detainer request or otherwise failing to comply with these laws. Can you can you believe that? Welcome back, everybody. It's the Chris Salcedo Show, where we dispel that media myth that all Latinos are a bunch of left-wing nutcases. That that they're in a week's time. Listen to this again. ...have adopted policies designed to frustrate this enforcement of immigration laws. This includes refusing to detain known felons on the federal detainer request or otherwise failing to comply with these laws. For example, the Department of Homeland Security recently issued a report showing that in a single week, uh, there were more than 200 instances of jurisdictions refusing to honor ICE detainer requests with respect to individuals charged or convicted of a serious crime. You believe that? This this is the kind of crap that was going on. Not not that the feds were being instructed to do much of anything about illegal immigration during the era of Obama, but you know liberals rule the roost, so the rule of law went out the window. So here comes, you know, some of the feds trying to do their job saying, hey, would you please uh, detain this person you have in custody because this person's a felon needs to be deported. And over 200 incidences from cities all over and municipalities all over the country in one week saying, nah, screw you, federal government. We're letting the illegal immigrant felons out on the uh, back out on the streets. Now, who are those 
Democrats, and I'll lay you dollars to donuts, the majority, if not all, are Democrats. Who are they standing up for? Are they defending you? Are they defending me? No. They're standing up for illegals. Illegal immigrants, and what's worse, illegal immigrant felons. The law doesn't apply to illegal immigrant felons. We don't want you to be deported, so hey, you drug dealer, you're out. Go on. Shoo, 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 shoo. It's a, it, it is a brazen defiance of American law. These, the charges and convictions against these aliens include drug trafficking, hit and run, rape, sex offenses against a child, and even murder. Such policies cannot continue. Well, I agree with that. But again, l- listen to the laundry list of, of what libs have subjected you to. He, wa- he wants to let these, uh, uh, he, uh, they want to let these freaks and these felons out on the streets. Now, he brought up the sexual assault of the girl. That was a direct reference, I believe, to the story I just told you about Hempstead. What about uh, what happened? In, and by the way, uh, little Brian Stetler of CNN <laughs> is weighing in because they're taking a lot of heat over at CNN for being pro-illegal immigrant and ABC, NBC, and CBS taking some heat for being pro-illegal immigrant. What have I told? Well, I might as well get into this right now before I continue on with Jeff Sessions. Little Brian Stetler gets onto the air and, um, you know, he, he's trying to build his brand and his, and get many, and maybe we're doing him a favor here by doing this, but I think we ought to appoint the, uh, appoint out the absurdity of liberals. So, you know, don't tune into Brian Stetler's program. Don't watch CNN because all you need to know about them is what I'm telling you about them right now. And I'll play a snippet of his, I did not edit this. And anyway, this is Mr. Stetler's comments about the, the flack that, that CNN was taking from the likes of me and Tucker Carlson and other folks out there. Uh, and, and I will dismantle Mr. Stetler's argument uh, forthwith. Listen. A sickening story from Rockville, Maryland, about an alleged rape at a school. Now, on Fox, all roads lead back to media bias. So Tucker Carlson called out channels like CNN for not covering this story thoroughly. And it wasn't just Tucker Carlson. Uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of us called out UCNN, ABC, NBC, CBS for their bias. And that this is bias. No doubt about it. And we'll get into that. For not covering it extensively. He also pointed out NBC, CBS, ABC's nightly newscasts did not cover this alleged rape. Now, Fox chose to focus on that, partly tying it to Trump's immigration agenda. That was a story in Maryland, but there was another story with Maryland ties. They got little to no coverage anywhere on Fox or other channels. This was a story that crossed state lines from Maryland to New York. You may not have heard about it. This was about a uh, army veteran, an alleged white supremacist uh, who drove to New York and attacked a 66 year old black man with a 26 inch knife, killing that man. Now, there's much still to be learned about this story. You can see the surveillance footage from the incident here. But this story received almost no coverage on Fox or CNN or anyone else, anywhere else for that matter. Another example of a crime, but not a crime that fit the political agenda of those pro-Trump hosts on Fox. I have said this before, and I'll say it again, that liberals will oftentimes project qualities onto others that they themselves hold in abundance. 
And what what Mr. Stetler here is projecting, he's trying to say that Fox is the agendized one when it is he and his network who are agendized and ABC, NBC, CBS. They are the ones for fear of being branded as racists and for not wanting to cast illegal immigrants in a negative light. That's the reason why they didn't do the story. It was a national story, and let me tell you why. When a, an alleged, and I love that, an alleged white supremacist goes and kills a black man in another state, is that, is that national news? What, what national political uh, and, or, and or violation of law is and again it's an alleged white supremacist is white supremacy you can be a white supremacist it's not against the law nobody nobody said that this individual being a white supremacist is against the law is it deplorable yes is it despicable absolutely is it ignorant sure if it's true but this is a this is a an individual who and of course mr stetler doesn't get into the circumstances to why this was all done we don't know the backstory behind it but see, what he was trying to say is, is that left-wingers could have made something about this and, and, and blow it up on, the, on, 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 on make it front-page news if, the, if they were agendized. And they didn't because it was a local crime. Problem is, where, where Mr. Stetler's analogy falls down is that illegal immigration is a failure, a broad-based failure of the U.S. federal government. It is a violation of law that has gone un, uh, unattended to by various administrations and both political parties to the consternation of a majority of the American people. It is, a, it is a nationwide story because Barack Obama's solution to all of this was to take illegal immigrants coming through and streaming through that border over a couple of summers and distribute them to every state in the union against the will of the American people, and then saying the American people didn't have the right to know where the illegal immigrants were. It was just the American people's job to pay for everything, Mr. Stetler. So this reveals not Fox's agenda, Brian Stetler. This reveals yours. Your agenda of treating with kid gloves reprobates like Tommy Vladim Alvarado Ventura who sexually assaulted a two-year-old little girl in Hempstead, New York. Now, to, to Brian Stetler, that's not worth national coverage. To Brian Stetler, oh, that's, you know, that, that's, a local, that's a local story. Just a local story. Nobody else, around the, nobody else around the country needs to know. Same thing with a 14-year-old girl who is raped inside of her school by two illegal immigrants who should not have been there because of the delinquency of the federal government. The delinquency of the federal government who had the power and the ability to stop the illegal immigrant at the border. That's why, Mr. Stetler, it is a national story. But because of that failure of the federal government to undertake its basic charge of defending the American people, That's why it's a national story. That girl got raped because of that failure. That little two-year-old girl got 
sexually assaulted by this deviant because of that failure and countless others. You know what, Brian Stetler, learn, learn the name of this group. It's called the Remembrance Project. The Remembrance Project has made its mission to make sure that Americans like you, Brian Stetler, don't forget the thousands of Americans who have lost their lives or have had their lives turned upside down by illegal immigrant felons. These people have tried to make sure, and as a matter of fact, through President Trump, Mr. Stetler, through President Trump, this organization now has a voice. They have a, an office in government that is set up to help American citizens who are victims of illegal immigrant crime. Something that you suggested, Mr. Stetler, should be ignored. I think it's you who has the agenda, Mr. Stetler. Not the rest of us. Not individuals who believe in standing up for the rule of law and that the federal government ought to do its damn job. Back in a minute. This is The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm urging states and local jurisdictions to comply with these federal laws, including 8 U.S.C. Section 1373. Moreover, the Department of Justice will require that jurisdictions seeking or applying for Department of Justice grants to certify compliance with 1373 as a condition of receiving those awards. Let me translate that for you. What, what Sessions is saying, hey, you get federal money, you're going to have to certify that your city or town, your municipality, is complying with federal immigration law before you get your cash. Otherwise, you don't get your money. Talking to the two, I, I think I heard some numbers being thrown out there, $4 billion across the United States coming from the federal government for all manner of things. So, hey, to all you lib cities, I would just say, um, more power to you. If you can do it all by yourself, do it all by yourself. But I, I, as a taxpayer in Texas, do not want to subsidize a police department like San Francisco that cultivates and glad hands with illegal immigrant felons. Sorry. And I do not want to have my taxpayer money subsidize such a city that would, in an effort to protect the illegal immigrant felon, thwart the efforts of uh, the federal government to protect us from illegal immigrant felons. So um, hit New York, hit Los Angeles, hit San Francisco, hit them where it hurts. These leftists rely on other people's money to put, you know, to, to basically make uh, their entreaties to illegal immigrants work. They can't do it on their own. So uh, I'm, I, for one, I'm just sick and tired of, of the Democrats putting other people's citizens before American citizens. Uh, and despite what liberals will tell you, these people are not American citizens. These people uh, are people, yes. At, they're, they are not unlike us, uh, 
they would be treated, how we would be treated in any other country on the planet. Oh, you want to plug into our social safety net? Well, that's not allowed. You and I would be told if we went to, I don't know, the UK or, or Canada, there'd be a process there. And these illegals have not gone through the process. Hence, they would not be called illegal. And they are. Uh, more from Sessions. This policy is entirely consistent with the Department of Justice's Office of Justice Programs guidance that was issued just last summer under the previous administration. This guidance requires state and local jurisdictions to comply and certify compliance with Section 1373 in order to be eligible for OJP grants. It also made clear that failure to remedy violations could result in withholding grants, termination of grants, and disbarment or ineligibility for future grants. It could also mean clawing back the money, meaning if the, the federal government has already paid out, then get some of the money back legally, and they're going to sue to get it. That's also going to cost these cities and towns. And, uh, you know, the one thing I guess we can say from the liberal establishment that was that that ballooned up the power of the federal government, that the federal government will have more resources. And to all you folks out there in Los Angeles, to all you folks in San Francisco, to all you and I'm talking to you elected leaders, to all you leaders in uh, New York City, in Chicago, in San Antonio in Austin, in Dallas, in Houston, I say this. The more money you spend fighting in court to, uh, to, to fight for your ability to, to thwart federal immigration law, the less money you have for your illegals, the less money you have for your illegals that you want a glad hand with and, and cater to. Think about that. Think about Now, they're going to try to spin it. They're going to try to spin it like, oh, Trump is insisting uh, and it's going to hurt these cities. And that's going to hurt uh, Americans in these cities. Well, that 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 all depends on where these Democrats who run these cities, where your priorities are. Bet your dollars to donuts. It's going to be with the illegal immigrants. And then how long do you think these elected leaders putting illegal immigrants first are going to stay in their jobs? Ruben Navarrete Jr., up next. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches. I don't have to show you any stinking batches. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hour two is underway. Welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. I'm happy you've tuned in, everybody. One and all, um, you just heard at the top of the hour news about what's going on with Devin Nunez. And I, l- let me just say that Mr. Nunez has, has been maligned and targeted by these Democrats. Chuck Schumer is one of them. Um, uh, Schiff, what's his name? Schiff over there at um, uh, California, Democrat, California. Can't remember this guy's first name. I can never remember his first name. I got a buddy with the last name of Schiff. That's even why, why I remember it. Anyway, the, the, they, 
Let me tell you what I think is going is going on here. Nobody knows a Democrat like a Democrat. And they know what resident Obama was like. A lawless, petulant little man child who thought nothing of violating the law whenever it suited him. You know, resident Obama was found by the Supreme Court of the United States to have violated his constitutional authority with various recess appointments. And Mr. Obama was the, the type of liberal that says, well, violate the law now and ask, you know, ask for forgiveness later. And he knew he would never be held accountable as a lawbreaker by the basket of biased press. Now think about what Nunez has found. That Donald Trump, a political adversary of resident Obama and his political party, was surveilled by the sitting opposition party occupier of the Oval Office about a matter about a matter that was not pertaining to Russia. It wasn't about Russia. So why was Obama monitoring Trump? If it wasn't about this this so-called interference with our elections, then what the hell was Obama's team doing surveilling Trump and his team? And it smacks of politics. Now, Devin Nunez, remember, he came out. Now, he visited the White House grounds, the, uh, the, the National Security Council grounds. It's, it's part of the executive branch. Because he has access, as chairman of the Intelligence Committee, he has access to that intelligence, but you can't access it over there from the Capitol. There's no secure area to do that. So you have to go to the White House or, or the, the executive complex there. And people, uh, high-ranking members of the Intelligence Committee have access, and they go there all the time. Now, this is being spun by the dishonest press as, ooh, it was clandestine. Ooh, it was super secret. Oh, look, at what was he doing? What was Nunez doing there? And after his visit there, which was, he said, I, I wasn't being secretive. I said hi to folks. I said, hey, how you doing? You know, I'm, I'm here. I'm checking out some stuff. Because he was complying. He was complying with the rules. He doesn't play flat, fast and loose with na- the nation's secrets the way Democrats do. I mean, if this was Nancy Pelosi, she'd have viewed it in her office. And maybe Hillary would have emailed it to her on her unsecured server. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, oh, thank you, Danny. Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff. I just got a, a tweet about what uh, Schiff's name actually is. Adam Schiff. Anyhow, the Congressman Schiff, who's full of Schiff, <laughs> he uh he wants to see mr nunez gone old chucky schumer wants to see nunez gone because of this at our open hearing on monday i encouraged anyone who has information about relative topics including surveillance on president-elect trump or his transition team to come forward and speak to the house intelligence committee i also said that while there was not a physical wiretap of trump tower i was concerned that other surveillance activities were used against President Trump and his associates. So first, I recently confirmed that on numerous occasions, the intelligence community incidentally collected information about U.S. citizens involved in the Trump transition. Details about U.S. persons 
associated with the incoming administration, details with little or no apparent foreign intelligence value, were widely disseminated in intelligence community reporting. No intelligence value. So why was it, why was it first off swept up? And then why were the names unmasked and disseminated if there was no intelligence value? There's only one thing left. Politics. And this is why, because Nunez is getting close. And Chuck Schumer knows how much of a, a reprobate resident Obama was. Nancy Pelosi, because they're the same type of people. They'll violate the law to get their way politically anytime they can. Anytime they can get away with it. And most of the time, because of the basket of biased press, they get away with it. But Nunez, Nunez is not giving up. And let me tell, before I play Chuck Schumer's soundbite, let me tell you that I think that Nunez is very close to uncovering that, well, maybe I'm giving away too much. Let me, I got to set this up properly. So Nunez comes out with all of this and the Democrats lose their mind. And it's not because he violated protocol or he didn't tell his committee first. That's not why they're losing their mind. It's what he found that has them losing their minds. There is somebody inside of the government who is leaking on Obama right now. Now, remember, all the leaks about Trump have been, you know, some of them are wrong about the, 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 the call to Mexico and what was being said to certain world leaders. A lot of it was wrong. The other leaks were about, again, th- this unmasked information basically said that Donald Trump, his team, had had conversations with Russians. So what? But it was released in such a way to be salacious, to, be, to give you the impression there was some sort of coordination or collaboration there. There's no evidence of it. And what many believe, and I believe this, that when you dig down into the data, that there is, there is no proof. All this is, is a bunch of smoke being thrown up by Democrats. And there's, there's actually a story on this in Politico. I'll probably get into it tomorrow. Or I can just tell you what it is now. Democrats are spending a lot of money. They're spending a lot of money to uh, investigate what went wrong. It's a Politico story. It's called Democrats Burned by Polling Blind Spot. They've got a, they've got a service to tell them what went wrong electorally in the 2016 presidential election. Well, wait a minute. According to the Democrats, the only thing that went wrong was, was, was Russia. That was the only thing. It couldn't have been because Hillary Clinton was the worst candidate ever. Couldn't have been that. Couldn't have been the Democrat Party has been betraying Americans for the last eight years. Couldn't have been that. Anyhow, so Nunez is getting close. And he keeps, and he keeps on, he's, he's, and you know what? I think the reason why you're hearing New, uh, Schiff and Nunez caterwauling so much is they, these folks are in the know. These folks know what Obama did. And they're afraid that other elected Democrats might get swept up. Because if Obama goes down, he's not going down alone. And they all know how vindictive resident Obama is. And don't think the calls aren't going out. From Team Obama telling all these Democrats, hey, if, if he goes down, 
We're taking you down with us because you were with us. Chuck Schumer, you were with Obama every step of the way when he was doing this illegal crap. Every step of the way. Nunez continued. Third, I have confirmed that additional names of Trump transition team members were unmasked. And fourth and finally, I want to be clear, none of this surveillance was related to Russia or the investigation of Russian activities or of the Trump team. Then what was it about? What was it all about? It was about politics. It was about tarring and feathering the incoming administration. Nunez is about ready to discover, he's about ready to uncover a concerted Democrat effort to use spy agencies and unmasked data illegally to undermine an incoming administration. He's about ready to uncover it, and that's why you're hearing Chuck Schumer say this. His actions look like those of someone who is interested in protecting the president and his party, and that doesn't work when the goal of the committee is to investigate Russia and its connection to the president and his campaign. That's not the goal of the committee, Chuck Schumer. Now, either you're a stupid man and haven't been paying attention, or you're hoping the American people are stupid to believe the lie you just told. That's not the only purpose of the committee, sir. And Molly Hemingway of The Federalist says that Chairman Nunez is closing in on some proof here. Representative Nunez explained that there was no place on Capitol Hill where he could view these documents. He had to view them in an executive branch computer. It sounds like he has a whistleblower who's actually trying to follow through what the proper rules are for getting this information. The other interesting thing that Nunez said today is that this information wasn't just widely disseminated to intelligence agencies, but back to the Obama White House. If that's true, we have further evidence that we have the makings of a big scandal, one that needs investigation, not just the probe with Russia, but how much the Obama administration was surveilling Trump and his uh, associates. Oh, it went back to the Obama White House. They got the info, they unmasked, and they used it as a political weapon. And this is why Chuck Schumer and Adam Schiff and these other Democrats want Nunez off this committee because he's he's uncovering it all. He's uncovering it and this is folks this is what's going to happen. Trust me on this. There all of a sudden you're going to see Trump and Russia go you're already seeing it out there. Trump and Russia going away. It's already starting to fade away. You know why? Because the closer that Nunez get it gets to uncovering what the Democrats did to Trump. Oh, look out. There's going to be a deal made. We'll let Trump and Russia go, which is based on nothing. If you'll just drop this investigation into what Obama did with full knowledge of the Democrat Party. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze. He is a liberty-loving Latino conservative. Need we say more? The Chris Salcedo Show, only on The Blaze Radio Network. Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Adam Schiff, the ranking Democrat on the uh, Intelligence Committee, he's not your friend. You know that, right? He's not your pal. Well, look, uh, I, uh, I, try to, I try to say nice things about people. Uh, I know sometimes I say things that I probably shouldn't, uh, but the reality is is that uh, I'm not going to disparage anyone. Uh, I'm going to continue to work with people. And you're not going to quit. So work. he wants you to quit uh, the investigation. You're not going to do that. Yeah, well, I'm sure that the Democrats do want me to quit uh, because uh, they know that I'm uh, quite effective at getting to the bottom. All right, of, well, let's hope things. so, Congressman. Yeah, that's uh, Bill O'Reilly last night talking with Chairman Nunez of the House Intelligence Committee. These Democrats are scared out of their mind. If it, if it was just, if it was just uh, Obama, many of them, many of them uh, would be, yeah, okay, just let him go after Obama. He's out of office. He's no, but see, Obama, remember what kind of cat he was. Obama didn't have great relationships with these Democrats. Obama didn't. It was it was all about Obama. And if it, the, what these Democrats are afraid of is that now now that they're in the position of protecting his legacy, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be very deliberative about how I'm describing this because there's a lot at play here, politically speaking. Obama's out of office. He's not supposed to be talking about anything, right? He probably, he'll break his silence here shortly. He already has, really. So these Democrats are going to have to carry his water. He can't speak for himself other than through statements through his, through his office, which he's not even supposed to do. I mean, Bush was savaged, didn't say a word. Of course, Bush was savage during his administration, was savaged after his administration, and di- didn't, didn't pipe up, didn't say a word, didn't issue any statements. Anyway, so these Democrats are having to defend the Obama legacy, not because they think he's such a great guy and because they, uh, they really want to protect him. They were all complicit in it, not to mention the Democrat brand, which is already so tarnished. That, uh, you know, what do they lose? Over a thousand seats. I've heard varying numbers. Anywhere between, you know, 1,100, 1,200, some say as high as 1,300 seats in the era of Obama. Uh, this, this, this country is more Republican than it's ever been for all the good it does us. But these, these Dems who want Nunez to stop because he's uncovering all of the extra-constitutional or what you might say illegal methods of Team Obama. So, uh, and then that's going to, the taint is going to rub off on them because Obama has been nothing but an albatross around the Democrats' necks. Obama was great for one guy, himself. He screwed the country and he screwed Democrats. Nobody is more, nobody is more up to speed on that dynamic than Democrats. Plus, some of them knew. I guarantee you that some of these Democrats knew what Obama was doing. So, I, uh, I just I, we're going to be watching this very carefully. And the more the Democrats caterwaul, 
about stopping Nunez, the more I'm confident he's on the right track and he ought to be allowed to continue. Uh, Paul Ryan came out today and said, I, I'm keeping him right where he is. <laughs> I, have, I have no desire to have Devin Nunez be anywhere else but on the House Intelligence Committee because he gets results. And that's, that's what they're... By the way, Nunez, liberty-loving Latino, <laughs> uh hey uh, but, but we're gonna we got ruben Everette coming on here after the bottom of the hour and when we get him on we're going to be talking about a piece that he wrote you might be a racist if and he's talking about those who he fears are are individuals who will utilize the illegal immigration debate to stop legal immigration. And he's going to, he's pointing to a, some high ranking officials, not high ranking, just, you know, elected Republicans to make his case as if that tarnishes every Republican everywhere, which I've always pushed back on. But this whole idea that you could somehow be, you could somehow be against illegal immigration and somehow lumped in with individuals who are racists. I don't, I've never bought that. I never, I never accepted that. Illegal immigration deserves to be opposed. It has earned America's opposition. It's why Donald Trump got elected. One of the big reasons. As we go to break, I guys, let me give you an example of how, of the, the way Mexico perceives this issue. From the Associated Press, the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Mexico says Mexican companies that express interest in working on the border wall, giving materials or labor or what have you, uh, between the United States and Mexico, they are betraying Mexico, says, <laughs> says the Catholic Archdiocese. What a, what a statement to make, that if you help a neighbor secure its southern border, then you're operating in, the, you're operating in a treasonous fashion to Mexico. That means that Mexico views as in its best interest the ability to illegal enter illegally enter into the united states <laughs> it, isn't that crazy and you're betraying mexico if you if you donate your time or your expertise or you know uh partake in commerce and, and give your wares to that end what a, what a statement for mexico's archdiocese to make back in a minute in the salcedo show here on the blaze the Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Here is the piece written by our buddy Ruben Navarrete Jr. You can find it in um, at mysanantonio.com. You can find it in other publications because it's it's critical of talk show hosts and it's critical of those of you who believe that uh, illegal immigration is wrong. Here's the, the title of the piece. On immigration, you might be a racist if. With apologies to Jeff Foxworthy. I don't know what makes someone a redneck, but 
in the immigration debate, I have a pretty good idea what makes someone a racist. You won't learn it from listening to how the issue is discussed on conservative talk radio, or as I call it, immigration for dummies. For instance, many right-wing hosts are in denial and insist they have absolutely no idea how the GOP got labeled racist. They don't deserve to be saddled with a title, the hosts will say. Well, I say that. Let's talk about it with my good buddy, Ruben Navarrete Jr., who is nationally syndicated columnist. You've seen his writings, like in MindSanAntonio.com, but also in the in the uh, uh, Houston Chronicle and also in the Dallas uh, Democrat Morning News. Uh, Ruben, welcome back to the Chris Salcedo Show. Good to be with you, my friend. I'll start with a correction. Uh, one thing I, when I watch the uh, liberal broadcast news, particularly CNN on occasion, you know, the anchors have a funny way of sort of rephrasing a news story, uh, as slipping in their own facts, and then the reader takes that, and the listener, re- uh, viewer takes that away. You just said that my column said that if you're against illegal immigration, you're a racist. That is categorically wrong. It's might false. be. Might be a racist. Might be a racist. You could be, or you could not be. Right. But the very act of opposing illegal immigration, which I do, or, or believing in border security, which I do, does not make you a racist. Okay. In order to make you a racist, you really have to try hard at it. There are people out there like Iowa Congressman Steve King, who's a real overachiever in this area. <laughs> he likes to talk about how blacks and browns are going to be fighting each other long before whites become the minority. No, that's not racist at all. Uh, he likes to talk about how we should treat uh, Latino immigrants like livestock and cattle with electric fences. So there are lots of cases out there that I've chronicled over the many years where Republicans have said dumb, stupid, racist things. Now, wait a minute. Hold uh, on. Let, let's, 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 take, let's take Steve King's first statement there sure. about, about blacks and Hispanics fighting one another. Right. Uh, there is, right. Uh, and, and, I, and I took in a liberal history class at San Diego State University, uh, a, a, a very well-documented and understood attempt by the U.S. government back in the 1970s to get these two groups at each other's throats. And and you know okay. about the history about that as, as well as I do. So the very idea right. that Steve King pointing this out, that this has been... Yeah, you shouldn't say that. A white congressman from Iowa should not talk about how he's not worried about whites becoming a minority because he thinks Latinos and African Americans will fight it out before that happens. That's That's a bad look. The optics are not good. But it doesn't make uh, him he racist. Of saying things. I well, mean, it, it does. It, it, He's had a history of saying things like this. All right. Like I said before. And there, this is really not a, a, a judgment call. This is not like a ball, a tennis ball that was hit on the line. This is something across the line. There are plenty of things that can be debated one way or another, but some of these congressmen have gone too far. Years ago, when I wrote for a, a, an outlet that you and I are familiar with, Pajamas Media. Yep. And we've both written for them. And I wrote pieces uh, about this very topic. Victor Davis Hansen, who is no squishy uh, liberal, mind you, a conservative author from, from California, wrote in response to me saying, you know what, Ruben's right. I'm not going to defend these creeps. They can't say these things and not be called racist. I don't think every Republican's a racist, he said. Uh, but clearly, Ruben's right. And I think Ruben is right. But as you see the debate and where it descends... There are a lot of folks out there who say that if, if, I, if I or other conservatives, well, not me, because they can't get away with it with me, but they, you know, if Rush or any of these other uh, uh, talk show know, hosts... They don't, hit you. they don't hit you for being a racist. They call you, as they have called me... A race traitor. hating ethnic. Yeah, a race traitor. Yeah. yeah, you're someone who doesn't like your own people. So, uh, so they say that, but 
Uh, and maybe you have the answer. And let and, and we had an earlier call who said, you know what? I, I, I because I'm so frustrated at the at the lack of attention to the rule of law and that Democrats seem to get away with breaking the law that I I feel kind of racist. And I challenged him. I said, look, tell me what race illegal is. No, mm-hmm. uh, Mayor Mike Rawlings can't come on this program and tell me what race illegal so is. Nobody, nobody can tell me what race illegal is. Yeah, here's the answer to that question. It's a, it's a rhetorical device around the idea of is there racism here when somebody says that Mexican immigrants are inferior to other immigrants who've come before, as you will hear on your Who show. Who says that? I will hear, I will hear from my uh, readers. Who says that? All the time. All the time. People call in to talk radio all the time. They write to me all the time and they say, hey, my grandfather came here from uh, Italy or my grandfather came here from Ireland. They came legally. But more importantly, they start to make a cultural argument and say they came here, they assimilated, they learned English. Look, I, I, don't, I, I don't know who these people are. They're not in elected office, and they're not people on, uh, on talk radio or people with an audience. What I can address to you is, is there is a superiority to those who come in legally as opposed to those who come in illegally, no? And as long as, as, long as the definition, Chris, is about legal versus illegal, then that's fine. But I'm telling you that's that all that's relevant. 220 years, well, two, for 220 years, every time we've had this conversation, dating back to when Benjamin Franklin railed against the Germans, if you read those quotes, if you, if you study that work, it's always about an inferior class of people. The real motto of America is not it's there goes the neighborhood. Every single ethnic group who's come to this shore has been viewed as inferior to the people who are already here. That's just American history. And I always challenge people like you to tell me this. What point, if you think that what happened before, that the Chinese Exclusion Act, <laughs> letting out people who were Chinese, uh, keeping them out, if you think that uh, attempts to get rid of the Italians and the Irish and the Jews were all racist to some degree and bigoted to some degree, per- perfect. Tell me at what point in the last 230 years we had that poison taken out of our system. Well, I I, I, I'll, I'll address that. Let me reintroduce you. Ruben Navarrete Jr. is the most read Latino nationally syndicated columnist, folks. He's a contributor over there at foxnews.com and offers analysis and commentary on, on TV networks. And you've seen him in the Democrat Morning News, the Houston Chronicle, and, and other and other periodicals. Look, it, the, the the very idea that past sins inform the debate of today is absurd. That the debate no, that well, well let me let me address let me address it. You pose the question, so let me address are inferior. Let let, let me let me address let, to the immigrants of yesterday. That's the wrap. Let me address the question that you pose, and and then, and then we can continue the discussion. What you put out there is that we've we've always had this uh, animosity toward immigrants, and I and I Based would say on a notion of inferiority. Yeah. Oh, okay. A so notion of an, of a notion of inferiority. I can tell you that those who come to the United States of America illegally are inferior those who come to the united states of america illegally are inferior to those who came to the united states with permission i can tell you that unequivocally yeah well that's wrong here's here's no it's it's absolutely correct because it's wrong because in this era today and for the last hundred years this conversation has always become about legal immigrants as well no no not this discussion not that not this discussion Yes, Tom Cotton, the senator from Arkansas, who I tend to agree with on lots of issues, has a bill before Congress right now to limit legal immigration. So your argument, somehow you hang it all on the idea that people can't... I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the the cancer of... Look, Ruben, stay stay focused with me. Illegal illegal immigration is wrong. 
illegal immigration is immoral and illegal immigration is bad for the United States of America, period. I I, we we can have a separate discussion. The employers of illegal immigrants. We can have exactly a separate right. discussion about on. we can have a separate discussion about legal immigration, but I'm talking about illegal immigration. And I can tell and you missing is that we you're, what you're missing is in the public discourse happening right now. And I looked at Tom, Tom Cotton's bill. I looked before that to Tom Tancredo when he was in Congress to a bill on a moratorium for legal immigration. Yeah. I looked at groups like the Center for Immigration Studies, there. All the John Tatton groups are all nativist groups that want to keep out legal immigrants as well. I'm not so dealing. Lying, I'm not dealing with those what folks. Lying, my friend, is that once once we start the conversation about the word illegal, it very quickly becomes about limiting all immigrants, keeping out. <laughs> That's all the slippery slope argument. And life. look, you can't justify allowing rampant illegal immigration by sitting there saying, "Well, this this might descend into talking about legal immigration." I'm sorry, we have two. No, I, defend, I would not defend it, and I have not defended. I know, but Rube, Rube, you've got it. You've got to understand. We've got two separate problems there are two separate problems you've got illegal immigration and you've got legal immigration they are two separate problems dishonest because you're you're being dishonest because you don't realize that those two separate problems that you say are routinely mixed together by people on your side of the argument republicans often who want to get rid of legal immigration as well and it's, it's a matter of public record it's happening right now it's in the news Tom Cotton has a bill to get rid of legal immigrants. I, when the people come out against legal immigration, they use the same racist arguments. I can't address I can't address what other people are doing. All I can do is talk to you about the priorities of the Chris Salcedo show. And what so I'm and what I vouch for those other people that we uh, have no beef because that article says you might be, some people are, some people aren't. You cannot stick your neck out and tell me that there are not Republicans and conservatives in this country. I'll go further, liberals and Democrats in this country who want to keep out immigrants because they're racist. You right. can't vouch for that. No, and again, I don't, I'm not talking, and that's not the discussion we're having. You wanted to address a point before we moved on about about the liberal racists in our country. Go ahead, Rube. Absolutely. I know the liberal racists very well because they attack me whenever I stray off the reservation, so to speak. And I'll tell you this, I was giving a speech in Madison, Wisconsin a few years ago. You won't find a more liberal city in America. And a person stood up in the back of the room. I never forget this. He stood up and he said, you know, I'm a union member, so-and-so, so-and-so, Teamster. I've been a Democrat all my life. All my uh, relatives are Democrats, and my dad and grandpa were Democrats. Now, when are we going to get rid of these Mexicans? <laughs> I mean, it undercuts it the union. I know, I know, it undercuts right. the union. It was beautiful. Yeah, It was beautiful because you never hear that in the media. You never hear that absent my columns. I've written a ton of columns about this, that Democrats kill immigration reform. They stick the blame on Republicans, but they do it at the behest of organized labor because they're concerned that if you legalize these undocumented immigrants, they're going to go take these jobs away from union members. See, who it, want to make sixty bucks to sixty. Bucks I get it. I, I get it, and you're absolutely right. So, and we've so talked. This idea of racism. Wait, Chris. This idea of let's let's put down the party blinders for a second, okay? I hate Democrats and I hate Republicans. I'm an equal opportunity hater when it comes to the parties, okay? But let's not be blind and rally the flag around our our group of of, of people, our party to say that racism isn't a reality in the immigration debate practiced by both liberals and conservatives. Well, you know, and again, I, I, I don't deal with, with small-mindedness like that, and, and that's that's kind of the reason why I, I took exception you to your... P- well, no, I, I, yeah, yeah, you, you can't you fix... Ruben, you can't fix stupid. There are going to be ignorant people who are racist all the, anywhere, all the time. You can't fix that. All you can deal with is the issue, and that's what this show remains focused in on, and that's why when you write... Uh, 
provocative and you're a gifted writer. Nobody's ever going to question that. On immigration, you might be a racist if when you start listing all of these Republicans like Steve King and others as right. a, as a mechanism to tar and feather. Democrats are very careful. Democrats are very careful. I have no doubt that Chuck Schumer uh, has racist tendencies, for instance. But he never. But I watch him carefully. I, I pounce on him if he gave me the opportunity. But he's very careful. Republicans are stupid. They're not so careful. But well, okay, <laughs> but I, okay. We're gonna have to cut it off there because I am up against the clock here. Uh, this is a discussion we'll pick up at another time, ladies and gents. Uh, that is Ruben Navarrete Jr. Everybody, Nash's syndicated columnist. You might be a racist if check it out. All you got to do is do a Google search, folks, and you will find it. Back in a minute in the Salcedo Show. You're on the blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, Chris Salcedo. Show you guys know who uh, April Ryan is. She is this. Uh, she's the White House correspondent for American Urban Radio Networks. Big lefty, big biased journalist. And she got into this back and forth with Spicer today. This is priceless. But you keep. I, I've said it from the day that I got here until whatever that, that there is no connection. You've got Russia. If the president puts Russian salad dressing on his salad tonight, somehow that's a Russian connection. (laughs) (laughs) That's just, that's brilliant. And you know what? April and the other folks in the press corps, they're afraid of what Nunez is going to do too. They're, it's going to spoil the narrative. And they've worked so hard with the Democrats because we know that Democrats and those in the press, they conspire with each other. The WikiLeaks emails prove that about the basket of bias press. Every single person. No, I, and you, and well, no, that's I appreciate your agenda here. But the reality is, oh, no, no, hold on. I have no agenda. She said you can't hear it, but she said, I have no agenda like hell you don't, lady. We all know what your liberal agenda is. No, at some point, report the facts. The facts are that every single person who has been briefed on this subject has come away with the same conclusion. Republican, Democrat. So I'm sorry that that disgusts you. You're shaking your head. I appreciate it. But but I, OK, but understand this, that at some point the facts are what they are. And every single person who has been briefed on the situation with respect to the, the situation with Russia, Republican, Democrat, Obama appointee, career, have all come to the same conclusion. At some point, April, you're going to have to take no for an answer. With- <laughs> she can't. Her Obama's gone. She can't. April, April of the American Urban Radio Network can't can't take it. There's a white man in the Oval Office. She can't take it. <laughs> These people who accuse us of being racist are some of the most racist people you're going to find. I'm not saying it's that's April's motivation here. Uh, what I will say is that April's motivation is liberal bias. And her job is to tar and feather Donald Trump, not to report things accurately. And you know what, April? You're going to have to learn. As Sean Spicer said, uh, sometimes there's just no connection. Remember, society's worth not measured by how much power is seized by government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. See you tomorrow. 
The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.